Welcome. Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. On this Tuesday, the 25th of October. Good to have you on board today. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Joining us uh, now over on the uh, the hotline, our, our buddy Tom Oates, the uh, State Journal, joining us. Tom, how you been, buddy? I've been great, yourself? I've been better than the Packers. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's start... Let's start there. Let's start with the Packers first. We'll get to the Badgers on a bye this week coming up. But, um, you know, I, I hear a lot coming out of the locker room. Sammy Watkins talking about coaching. Aaron Rodgers saying, I'm not calling the plays. I like them, but I'm not calling the plays. You heard Aaron Jones talk about the lack of use. You heard some defenders talking about certain things that they're running. Uh, is the coaching staff the problem here? I don't think it's the only problem. I, I think it. I think it's uh, – Certainly a problem. I think this is this is a trial by fire for Matt Lafleur. He's had three relatively easy years of coaching, um, and his fourth year, uh, things aren't going right. I I think you look around the league. I don't see the 49ers and the and the Rams and other teams that are running this offense. I don't see them thriving either. And uh, I think, uh, but you know, everyone wants to simplify it into one thing. Uh, their offensive problems are on the quarterback or on the line or on the coaching. It's a, this is a, this has got three or four or maybe even five uh, angles. You can go at this and they've all come together and created as bad an offense as we've seen in the last 20 years. And part of it is the offensive line and the uncertainty and the moving around. Part of it is play calling. I mean, you, you have to get, you know, how, how you know? I, I don't necessarily think uh, coaches should listen to Twitter or fans or anything or media or anything else. But you know, how many ways do people have to scream, "Get the ball in Aaron Jones's hands"? And you know, at this point, with the status of their wide receiver core, that should be something they're absolutely trying to do at all times. Um, so, and it's uh, the quarterback. Clearly, his thumb is impacting some of his throws. He's not as mobile as he was, which, you know, with a with a shaky offensive line, we've seen a little of that. But he's 37, 38 years old. He's not going to be as mobile as he was. Um, the wide receiver core is an utter disaster at this point. Um, Alan Lazard was your wide receiver one. Well, he's not a wide receiver one in the National Football League. Not a mm. bad player, but he's not a wide receiver one. And now he's gone. Uh, Randall Cobb had a great start to the season. Now he's injured. Um, what's left is a bunch of rookies and uh, and practice squad players. And it's really, uh, uh, you know, they're paying for some sins, some mistakes. Drafting uh, Amari Rogers as a wide receiver appears to be a mistake. So, again, you, you put all this together, the wide receiver core, the, the line, the coaching, the, uh, the quarterback, the decline in, in Aaron Rodgers' play, which – you know, I think is is at least somewhat medically related. And then, you know, they had a major shuffle in their offensive coaching. Does Matt Lafleur miss Nathaniel Hackett? Well, he might be able to hire him in another week or two, but but does he miss Nathaniel Hackett? Is is, is you know, I don't think the line's nearly as good without Stenovich coaching the line. So uh, I just there's a you know, a confluence of events there that have, have created an offense that just is really, really uh, 
hard to watch. The uh, uh, the the concern for me was when Matt Lafleur was kind of pinned down on Sunday, and he said, uh, you know, that he was asked specifically, you know, hey, look, this is bad and heading in a bad direction. You keep talking about running the football, you don't. You keep talking about, you know, doing uh, the little things right. They're not fixed. And he, and they said, well, how are you going to do that? And he said, I don't know. Does that concern you that he just says, I don't know? Yeah, that's just the stock quote, coach quote. If I knew how to fix it, I, we wouldn't be here. You know, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, they just haul that out and, and and fall behind it. I'm behind the scenes. They have to be, they have to be thinking. Uh, you know, as bad a head coach as Nathaniel Hackett was, I tend to think he was a, a a really good assistant coach who had a lot of ideas and and was able to really help an, a head coach. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just. Uh, Lafleur has to do something, and he has to uh, he has to really get creative here. And I, you know, I think he came in with a blueprint. We don't know really how creative he is, and oftentimes we don't know how creative coaches are until they're they're forced into situations like this, uh, where you know you don't have Devontae Adams, you you don't have. Uh, two or three wide receivers that scare opponents that, that are able to get open one-on-one on their own or that are able to run the right route all the time. And, and you, you, you have to get creative. I mean, they, the number, they have to get creative in their use of Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones. I can tell you that right now. And I, you know, amazingly, everybody's been saying that and yet his carries don't go up. Now his touches went up in the last game. So I, I don't, you know, I think that mitigates that criticism somewhat because he caught so many passes. They got him the ball, uh, but they have to get him the ball even more because he's really all they've got. The, uh, the And you talked about Aaron Jones specifically. They keep saying, well, you know, it's unacceptable. And I understand sometimes when you end up in down and distance, you have some penalties, you have some drops, you're, you're third and long and such. I get it. But, you know, only four plays this past weekend with actual motion in them, only five plays with play action. It doesn't seem like you're getting very creative play calling-wise to make the most out of what little you have. You know what I mean? It seems less creative than it was in the past. And maybe he's hamstrung by having rookie-wide receivers and all those kinds of things. I mean, it's, it's, it's possible that they just can't do some of those things. The other kind of hidden thing that we, that, that we haven't talked about is stupid penalties by the line have put them in long down and distant situation. Their third down conversion rate is very poor. And a lot of times that's a function of being third and 10 as opposed to third and four. And, uh, you know, they've had timely, uh, untimely penalties, uh, offensive line. But that comes back to coaching, too. You have to have a disciplined team. Uh, they've been disciplined in the past. Not sure they're disciplined now. I don't know, uh, you know, does that have to do with some of the offensive line changes in terms of the coach and players jockeying positions? I mean, think about it. Four players started at different positions Sunday than they had played all season. And uh, that's just a phenomenal amount of change in an offensive line where uh, obviously we've all talked about it for 100 years where continuity and, and cohesiveness are and playing to side by side over the you know over a period a long period of time helped the help the line function and 
for for people to be flying around from left guard to re, left guard to right guard, right tackle to left guard. I'm not saying they were bad moves. Alan Jenkins, in my mind, should have never been moved from left guard. I think he's a great left guard. Um, but you know that all again. That's another thing that that's factored into it is third and longs uh, are really hard to overcome, especially when you don't trust your offensive line to protect your quarterback for more than about two, or two, two and a half seconds. The, uh, the defense, um, we've seen kind of the bend but don't break. They weren't really aggressive. They've tried to step it up a little bit recently. Uh, but, it, you know, this was supposed to be something that was going to carry this team. It was going to be a top-five defense. And, you know, Quay Walker, it's going to take a little while for him to understand. I think you're starting to see him use a little bit more athleticism and not just, uh, you know, try to think about everything so much. At least he's getting a little more involved. They're starting to bring in T.J. Slayton in a rotation and, and Devontae Wyatt and such. But the def- are you disappointed in the defense, or do you just think the defense has had so much pressure put on it that they've, they just haven't lived up to expectations because of the pressure? I think the the defense has been a huge disappointment because it was supposed to be good. And there's what six first round draft picks starting, and 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 another couple of free agent, highly paid free agents. I mean, absolutely, there's no question that defense should be better. I thought it, the 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 uh, the defensive coordinator erred early in the season uh, uh, by not using players correctly. I mean, Jair Alexander. Uh, despite giving up a touchdown to Terry McLaurin Sunday, Jair Alexander is an elite man-to-man cover guy. Well, why do you not play him in that in, in a position to play to his strengths? I did not think the defensive coordinator <coughs> was playing to the strengths of his players earlier in the year. Again, credit to a lot of fans, and I don't do this too often, but they were pointing this out. <laughs> before it happened on the field, which I find absolutely amazing. But I do think the last couple of weeks it has been a, a little better. Um, the the blitzing, um, getting pressure on the quarterback, sometimes you have to manufacture pressure. And uh, this guy does not manufacture pressure well that I've seen. The, uh, the special teams better? Better, but they'd be it'd be hard it'd be hard for us to say they're worse. They still have uh, they still have a few gaps, but I I think that's the nature of special teams. The lineups are so transient, and um, uh, you know a guy gets hurt, and all of a sudden you know a guy gets thrown in there that hasn't practiced, and and things like that. I, mm-hmm. I, I do think they're better. I think they're more focused on special teams, which they have to be. Um, and, um, yeah, I think they're better. I mean, I, 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 they've had too many mistakes, but I think a, you have to tolerate a few mistakes on special teams because, like I said, it's just uh, it, it's not like offense and defense where your roles are really defined. And, um, you know, but I, I, I think they've played decent enough special teams to win football games. Uh, before I, I switch over to Badgers real quick, uh, it, does this team give you any sign of hope to even get to themselves, get themselves right and into, say, a wild card position? Um, with the current health of the uh, wide receivers, I'm not real optimistic. I just think uh, um, they were going to be hard-pressed to uh, 
have a decent wide receiver core pre-injury and post-injury here. If Lazard's out a while, sure, sure looked to me like he like he separated his shoulder, uh, and that could be anything. He could be playing Sunday, or he could be gone for a week to a month. Um, but uh, until that wide receiver, I mean. You know, Rodgers is just thrown to a poor set of wide receivers. The second half of that game, I mean, that was as poor a group of wide receivers after Lazard went out, you know, with Randall Cobb on IR. That was as poor a group of wide receivers as I've ever seen in Green Bay. And that even goes back to the 80s. Well, you know, and it's it's uh, maybe the first Holmgren year they were. Well, it's still sort of sterling sharp. Um, no, the... I, that's a real problem. And, you know, I mean, I think they thought they were covered. Uh, they thought one of those rookies, Dobbs or, or uh, Watson or whoever would, would, uh, would step up. Um, but there's just, there's really nothing there. A, a, a washed up veteran in Watkins who can't run anymore. You saw that on a, on a couple of plays uh, and, and some rookies and, and again, Amari Rogers, who's proved to be quite a bust. So, wow. I mean, what, what do people expect? Uh, I, I, you know, Rogers couldn't make that group look good. Tom Brady couldn't make that group look good. Patrick Mahomes couldn't make that group look good. And and but it's the NFL, and you have to work around that. And that's where Matt Lafleur go back full circle to the start of this conversation. That's where Matt Lafleur has to start getting creative, and I mean really creative and and start doing some things, not just thinking, you know, well, this has always worked. Well, it'll, it'll start to work eventually. Well, that's not happening. I uh, do want to ask you about the Badgers real quick and the fact that the Badgers uh, have a bye week this week. They've obviously fired Paul Chris since the last time you and I have talked. Uh, Jim, is this Jim Leonard's, uh, is this a, a tryout, or do you believe that just uh, at the end of the season Jim Leonard's going to get the job and he's going to have the opportunity to kind of right the ship, so to speak? I believe the plan all along was to get Jim Leonard the job, and the only way that would not happen is if he fell on his face completely. And I don't see that happening. I uh, I think this team is better than what it's played over the course of uh, the season, and I think Jim Leonard is going to be an outstanding head coach. Um, and again, I you know if they'd have gone on a long losing streak and looked disorganized and all that, um, I would certainly, uh, you know, I think that would be the only thing that would derail the plan of putting Jim Leonard uh, out of, you know, into the permanent position. I've, I've said all along that given Jim Leonard's popularity, that if any other coach runs out of that tunnel, uh, next August 31st or whenever they open the season, if any other coach but Jim Leonard runs out of that tunnel, he's going to get booed. And I don't think that's what you want your head coach, uh, how you want a, your head coach to be greeted by Badger fans. And I, I think Jim Leonard's that popular, and I think he's deservedly that popular. I think he, I think this is the right person at the right time and, and uh, for a whole bunch of reasons. And so... Yeah, and I don't see them falling on their face. Uh, you know, they they were competitive in their loss, and they won two other games fairly impressively. So um, he certainly is uh, is doing what he needs to do, which you know is is uh, show that he can impress people with the way his team plays. 
Good stuff as always, Tom. I appreciate it, and uh, we're going to talk again soon, okay? All right, Bill. Nice talking to you. You too, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Tom Oates of the Wisconsin State Journal. You can find him at Tom Oates over on uh, Twitter as well and track his stuff down there. But uh, good stuff. Good stuff by Oatsy. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout again. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Be uh, be glad to say uh, hello and uh, talk a little bit more about all of this that's uh, being discussed regarding the Green Bay Packers. The other thing to think about uh, is sit back, relax, because I know we got some people on hold. But when we come back, I want to hear. Uh, I want you to hear from Matt Lafleur and what he had to say yesterday. So stay tuned for that upcoming. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Choose our friends at Bud Light and make it a tremendous holiday season. Always drink responsibly. More of the Bill Michaels Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continue on. Good to have you on board. Hey, uh, even though, even though the Packers got you down, you can still get up. And if you're going to head over to our friends over there at Quick Trip, don't forget about the opening drive sweepstakes. You can purchase any of Quick Trip's fully guaranteed gasolines with Quick Rewards, and you're automatically entered. It's that simple. One weekly winner is going to win a $10 gas card for every yard earned on the Packers opening drive. That's why you hope they figure this thing out. Quick Trip, proud partner of Packers football. And if they score on that opening drive, that's an extra 500 bucks right there in your pocket. Good to go for my good friends over there at Quick Trip. And you need gas anyway, right? Stop in, get it, you're good to go. It's that simple. Good, good stuff. Uh, let's start uh, with with everything that's been stated from Matt LaFleur from yesterday. He was started out asking, uh, okay, let's talk first and foremost, what happened to Alan Lazard? Uh, yeah, he, he hurt his shoulder, and I'm going to kind of leave it at that and see how it heals throughout the course of the week. Red China. Uh, what happened with David Bakhtiari? When did he have the problems, and how concerned are you now about the left tackle position? Well, yeah, anytime a guy doesn't play in a game, um, and he got through the week of practice, and, um, you know, Saturday he came in and wasn't feeling right. So we knew there was a possibility. Um, I think we were all hopeful that he'd be able to give it a go. And we went out and um, they worked him out in pregame and didn't feel like he could go. So we were kind of in that situation. All righty then. It's not like, oh, there's some swelling. Oh, we're just taking it easy. No, it just he felt like he couldn't go. What happened? Uh, we're not going to tell you. Red China. Um, so Bakhtiari, who they were going to put on this pitch challenge, and, and said that, you know, you know, he's back to practice. He's good to go. He's played a full game. He, he practiced every day this past week um, when they said he's probably going to practice every other day. So why? 
Yeah, I think it's more about balancing um, the workload. It's the over, the total overall workload. So he's been limited every day. He he um, he. It just kind of got to that situation where he wanted to practice, and so um, you know, it's unfortunate that it it went that way. But uh, you know, we we've been doing that the last couple of weeks, and he's been able to play and play at a pretty good level. He's he was playing pretty well and. Certainly never want to, you know, we're a better offense with him, no doubt about it. Okay, so he wanted to practice. So you got to break some of this down because it's a question of, okay, this was the way it was going to be. Why is it this? So he was going to practice, He, but not every day, but he's been saying he's been fine. And so he's kind of been churning through. And then Saturday morning, he said he didn't feel good. Something wasn't right. They worked him out. Sunday morning, said he couldn't go. (laughs) So now what? You know, I mean, he was asked about the new offensive lineup, Zach Tom, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Yash Nyman, all against the commanders. I thought, you know, going against a pretty good front, I thought they, they played pretty well. Uh, it wasn't flawless by any stretch, but for the most part, um, you know, did pretty good. I, I know we were kind of getting the ball out really quickly uh, in a lot of instances to not allow that front to kind of wreck the game. And, um, you know, there were a couple plays where we had some, some miscommunication where we could should have gotten a little bit more in the run game that kind of set us back. Um, but I thought for the most part, it was, it was, um, pretty decent. Did not allow the front to wreck the game. At some point, don't you have to say, I got to see what we got in our front. Again, back to Bakhtiari. When the trainer said Bakhtiari would not play before the game, how did that change things for you? Uh, let's just say I was a little bit later getting out to the pregame warm-up than, than typical, shuffling some things around. But, you know, it is what it is. That that happens throughout, you know, in a game that may happen. And that's even more chaotic. Um, but it, it was at least she had some time to kind of reorganize some things obviously it didn't it didn't necessarily help us it's not like we were very productive offensively so um you know it just you know we got to play better no doubt about it just the little details are what bothers me you know we had illegal formations covering guys up two men in motion at the same time uh the fundamentals of playing with your hands inside. We got called for a couple holdings. Um, so it's just all those little things. We had drop balls. It just, all that stuff adds up. It's all the little details. And when you don't go out there and, and play with great fundamentals and do all the little things right, it's, it's hard to win a game in this league. And that's, we just put ourselves behind the sticks way too many times. That's coaching. That's coaching. All right, I, I'm 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 pissed off now. I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a break. That's coaching for God's sakes. 
Holy mackerel. Uh, I'm, I'm pissed. Now I'm pissed. Hey, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and uh, then we'll get back into this. But, uh, hey, one area that they've had success, go back to last season, the Milwaukee Admirals. Hockey is now, uh, they dropped the puck, and the season's underway. Get your tickets now. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. It was good to hear center ice on the other night, too, with Aaron Sims. Good to get, we got to get him back on the program. Milwaukee Admirals Hockey, back at it, and uh, in their quest for a Calder Cup, go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. I'm, I'm, I, I need to regroup. we got more after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. So it's just all those little things. We had drop balls. It just, all that stuff adds up. It's all the little details. And when you don't go out there and, and play with great fundamentals and do all the little things right, it's, it's hard to win a game in this league. And that's, we just put ourselves behind the sticks way too many times. I got to go take something. It's frustrating. It really is. We'll get back into what Matt LaFleur had to say momentarily. Uh, hey, uh, if you are looking for cleaning supplies this time of year, you might be looking for stuff to uh, polish up the car and keep all the uh, the grap off of it. But uh, whether it's uh, cleaning supplies for the car, ceramics, boats, motorcycles, uh, indoors as you start to wipe down all the countertops and stuff and uh, get ready for the holiday season, go, don't forget about our friends at Wabam. Go to GetWabam, W-A-B-A-M, GetWabam.com. That's GetWabam.com. Or... If you are a company and you're looking for uh, janitorial supplies, they have a lot of that as well. Go to getwabam.com. That is getwabam, W-A-B-A-M, getwabam.com. Um, I, I'm going to give you the grades coming up here in just a few, uh, so hang in there because I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the uh, offensive and defensive things. But I want to get back to Matt LaFleur, and he talked about starting Zach Tom because David Bakhtiari could not play in the game this past weekend against uh, the defensive end Montez Sweat. How much did that force them to change some of the calls in the play sheet? Uh, no, it, it definitely – there were some plays that definitely got ruled out. Um, you know, that – I don't care who you're putting over on that left side. Uh, Montez Sweat is a – he's a really good player. Um, so – you know, there was there was going to be some chips regardless of who whether Dave was in there or not. Um, but certainly there were some plays that we, we made just kind of one way plays uh, to, to to account for that, and certainly didn't want to put Zach in a tough position. I commend him for his ability to to go in there and, and play the way he did. So I thought he did a nice job. Uh, David Bakhtiari, do they got to now go back to every other day with him or what? Well, I think that's that's definitely a discussion that's going to be had um, with all of us, myself, Dave, um, our medical staff, in terms of, you know, what's best. I don't get it. You either can play or you can't. You know, I, it's been, it'll be two years. It's been a year and ten months. And still issues. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, the Romeo Dubs missed play the deep pass. Uh, is that what Aaron Rodgers means when he says, uh, "Hey, again, missed assignments"? No, it was that was. We, so we ran a keeper, and uh, we actually got called for a holding penalty. So it was 
it would have been negated regardless. Ran a keeper, and we tagged the corner post on it where Rome stems in, up, and runs the post. Well, they busted the coverage, and there was nobody, you know, in that deep third of the, or deep half of the field. Um, and I, I think these are some of the things that you're just going to go through with, with younger players. And, um, you know, you would love for him just to notice that there's nobody out there, throw his hand up, and but I can't fault him for that. I think he's just he's trying to do everything perfect. And, um, you know, I think that's just something that comes with experience where guys might see that void and throw your hand up and go catch a touchdown. But it wouldn't, it would, it wouldn't have mattered regardless. We got called for a holding penalty and, um, you know, was first and 19 or, or first and 20. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I have to admit, I have not listened to this answer. But if I hear that's unacceptable, Ben will have to do the rest of the show because I may go drink myself into oblivion, okay? So here's the question. Why did you only run a total of 12 run plays combined between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon? Well, first of all, they counted a couple of those uh, runs as as passes. I, I, was, I was like, man, we targeted Aaron Jones 10 times in the pass game. Um, but two of those for sure were so, and one was a 12 yard gain. The other was an eight yard gain, but really when you look at it, because trust me, I've, I've gone back and looked at every call very, very critically in terms of, you know, run it, pass it, whatever. And, um, I think we had 40 plays before we went into two minute mode, you know, and, of those 40 plays, I want to say we have 18 run called. Now, we're, we're, some of those we threw the run solutions, which were, were pretty effective. We did it, um, matter of fact, on the, on the lone touchdown drive, our second drive of the game, we hit Allen on a little uh, stab route um, where Romeo did a great job cracking the safety coming down and, and got like a 12-yard gain on that. So, um and, and just looking at the effectiveness of those run solutions, every one of them was, was effective. So I want him to, to take those opportunities. But, um, you know, you've got to do a better job. We've we got to do a better job on third down. And you're right. Are your runs going to get limited a little bit more when you're sitting there and you're in first and 20 or you're in second and 16? Uh, I want to say it was the third series maybe we started off with a run and we lose six yards right off the right off the jump uh, matter of fact we tried to run it after that ironically enough we ran a draw and we got called for holding so now it's you know second and 25 it's just we put ourselves in so many bad situations that we we it was hard to get it going and um you know it's more about we we did try to get 33 the ball in other ways uh, ran a screen to him on the second play of the game. Then we definitely spit it out to him a little bit in the past game. Uh, he made a heck of a catch, uh, you know, on the off schedule, turning it up the sideline. That was an unbelievable play by. Well, it was great. It was a great ball, but it was a great catch by Aaron Jones. So, you know, we're, we're going to try to get him the ball, and um, you know, but we need more plays. You need more opportunities. You need more than I think there were six minutes left in the game. We had forty plays. 
Thank God he didn't say that's unacceptable. Some of the stuff I agree with. They had some really down and distance issues that didn't allow it, but I still think a lot of that was unacceptable. And and the other question, here we go. 39 out of 47 snaps, you're in shotgun. Why? No, I mean, that certainly has played a little um, part into it, but I don't want to sit up here and, and make an excuse for it. So it is what it is. It's we're going to do whatever we can to put our guys in the best position possible. And, um, you know, and you, you got you to gotta always adapt, I think, to the circumstances in front of you. Is that the way you want this offense to run? With that uh, potentially. There's, there's some games, like we go back a couple weeks ago, you know, that where you recognize when, when teams are going to be have some gun checks. Um, and so, yeah, potentially. It just it could be. It's, I think it's fluid. It's every week a different deal in, in terms of how you want to attack somebody. So, You know, it, they, I understand that, but the bottom line is he's so much better. Rodgers is so much better under center with play action when it comes to the fake, when it comes to drawing in defenses, freezing defenses, freezing safeties. He's just so much better there. And I, I just wish you'd come to admit it. And, you know, the, the next question was, would it help the play action game if you just stuck his ass under center more often? Um, yeah, potentially. Um, certainly, I think that a lot of our past game uh, right now has been spitting the ball out quickly for some of those run solutions. And, um, you know, we just we're, we're looking at it. I promise you very, very closely in terms of how we think we can move the football because I don't think anybody wants to, to be where we're at right now from an offensive standpoint. Um, and in order to get more plays, we, we have to do a better job being more manageable third downs and, and convert when, when those opportunities are there. In other words, you have to be better on first and second down. Maury Rogers, socks. Is he going to stay back there as a punt returner? Yeah, no, I think that's something that you, we're going to evaluate for sure. Um, we are evaluating. Oh we're talking about it in terms of what we want to do in, in that regard. Uh, certainly, I think we do have a lot of confidence in Amari, his ability to field the ball. But you can't put the ball in Why? What? He knows what? that. He feels. <laughs> what? What? We got confidence in him. What? Why? What, where in the world would your confidence in Omari Rogers as a punt returner come from? Yeah, the confidence comes from from the practice and what what, he, what we see on a daily basis. And if you guys were out there for our special teams periods, uh, much like throughout training camp, I mean those are as live as it gets now. Those guys are going hard, and um, but. Yeah, we're going to definitely take a look at that. You know, Ben, uh, every now and then I go up the street, there is a terrific batting cage near me, and uh, I crank it up to the 90-mile-an-hour range, and I just love going up and hitting. And I, I, since I was a kid, I've always used a wood bat. And, man, when I go up there and I get into a groove, I just kick ass. I mean, I'm hitting line drives all over the place. It doesn't make me a Major League Baseball player. So to say Amari Rogers, oh, yeah, you know, hey, in practice, man, he's he's zipping it. You bet. Those are lively. But in the game, you know, you can't put it on the ground. God. 
do his answers get longer the worse it gets? There's a lot of, you know, and stuttering, and it sounds like he's – it's it, he wants to say, but he doesn't want to say because of the red China that is. Um, I, but it, it, it – you kind of – you got to remember, when the media is asking questions, we're asking a lot of questions that a lot of fans want to know. And you're double-talking and BSing fans who know better. You know what I mean? It's – you know, I appreciated the, the the run response because he's right. They were in some bad down at distances. And in addition to that, the ones that they, they did have successful, they usually had some some penalties on. They they put themselves in bad situations. But when he says, yeah, we got to convert on third down, well, in other words, it's what you didn't say. It, it, it You go back to why don't you put him under center on first and second down and have play action be more effective? And he doesn't answer the question. It's crap. It's almost like, how, how do you sit in the same room with somebody that's got breath like that? It's all spewing crap. Um, I, I want to get down to also, when we come back, I, I want to talk a little bit about the defense. Stay tuned. I'm, I'm ready to blow a bro- blood vessel here, man. This is crazy. Uh, but, you know, it's stuff that we got we to gotta discuss. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Steady, second and National Walkers Point Friday night. They have the costume contest. We're going to be down there judging that. Hope to see you down there all dressed up. It's going to be a fun time. That's our friends at Steady's, second and National Walkers Point, downtown Milwaukee. Hope to see you there. I'm going to be there with the wings and the Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread, a couple of beverages. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers will return to practice tomorrow to get ready for the Buffalo Bills this Sunday night. Matt LaFleur asked how concerned he is about Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari after he had to sit out the Washington game with more knee troubles. Oh, yeah, anytime a guy doesn't play in a game and he got through the week of practice and, you know, Saturday he came in and wasn't feeling right. So we knew there was a possibility I think we were all hopeful that he'd be able to give it a go, and we went out and uh, they worked him out in pregame. Didn't feel like he could go, so we were kind of in that situation. Right guard John Runyon said last night that rookie Zach Tom, the fourth-round pick out of Wake Forest, did a good job filling in last week for Bakhtiari at left tackle. Zach got reps at left tackle all week, so um, I feel like putting him in there, he, was, he came in, played pretty well. I think it's something to build on, and he finally got to see full game what live bullets look like, and I think it's only going to set us up for further down the road. You know, God forbid something, something else happens. I'm confident Zach stepping up and taking over. On defense, Rashawn Gary had to leave Sunday's game with a concussion when he collided helmet-to-helmet with a teammate. That meant more snaps for rookie J.J. Enigbare, who says despite the falling to 3-4, and four, the Packers are confident they can turn things around. Yeah, it's uh, still pretty early on. We have a long season um, to play, um, so I definitely feel like we're definitely going um, to come together as a whole and um, pretty much show the uh, world with the best defense out there. That's linebacker J.J. Enigbare from Lambeau Field. I'm Mike Clemens. On the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back to the program. Talking uh, some of the things Matt LaFleur had to say during the break. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Sunset Grill in Pewaukee. Coming up on November 9th. November 9th, Wednesday, November 9th. We're going to be there actually with uh, the huddle. 
So uh, stop by. Mark that on your calendar if you live out in the Pewaukee area. We're going to be out there on Wednesday, November 9th, Sunset Grill in Pewaukee. Good food. Looking forward to heading out there. By, by the way, we're going to be at Kelly's Bleachers in Big Bend uh, tomorrow night. Going to be there tomorrow night, 6 to 8. It's the Bill Michaels Huddle brought to you by Bud Light. Going to be at Kelly's Bleachers tomorrow night. So uh, put that on your calendar. There you go. So I want to get back to Matt LaFleur before we uh, get to the top of the hour, uh, talking about why the defense, why can't they get off the field in the second half of ball games? Yeah, no, that was, um, that's something that we looked at. And uh, it's just, it's definitely the consistency that which we play and um, gave up a lot of third down conversions in the second half. I think they had some long drives, 15 play drive. And, um, you know, I think, the, the penalties are, are, again, kind of – we had some situations where I think it was second and six, we get a TFL, it's about to be third and seven, we get called for a defensive holding first down. So, um, you know, we just – we got we to gotta do a better job of making sure we get all 11 guys on the same page doing their responsibility because there were some times where we had some, some miscommunication and um, that stuff that, that leads to – drive extending plays and explosive plays and you can't have it yeah uh is it just because maybe teams are making adjustments against this joe barry defense at halftime i mean we got super aggressive in the second half with a lot of cover zero um so i mean we definitely did adjust um but it just was Obviously not quite enough. And um, I, I think, what I say, seven drives in the first half and we had we given up ten points. I mean, that's a lot of possessions for an offense. Um, so we got to do a better job playing complementary football because it's, it's not at the standard that is sustainable for winning. I mean, there's, there's moments here and there and in every phase and um, – but the consistency at which we go out there and play and coach, and it just hasn't been there. Uh, all right. There you go. I, 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 that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, they talked about the Hail Mary and everything at the end of the game. Who the hell cares? All right. Um, you guys were easy tonight. See ya. Yep. Well, um, there's a lot to kind of go over there. Some of the stuff, Red China, you're not going to get any answers. You, we, we still don't know, to is Bakhtiari going to play or not play? Still don't know that. Uh, I will give you a positive. Zach Tom was the highest graded blocker and offensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers. He graded out the highest, 66.1 overall. 82.2 when it came to pass blocking. Run blocking, he didn't do as well, 47.8. John Runyon, uh, better in the pass than he was in the run, 83.3 in the pass, 52.1 in the run. Josh Myers, 83.6. Not a bad way to go. Uh, overall, as pass blocker goes, he was the best, 54.9 in the run blocking category. Yash Nyman. On the right tackle side, switching over. 69.3 in pass, 62.8 in run. Better in, or, or just as good, I mean, stable, which you would assume he's only going to get better. 
Then you move down to Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins is just struggling this year. Maybe he just doesn't have his knee under him yet. Got our power rankings coming up here in the next hour. And I want to get back to the phone calls. Now that you've heard what Matt LaFleur had to say about numerous things. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Hit us up. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show yet to go. Hey, don't forget about it. It's Taco Tuesday at uh, Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews in County Road K in Oconomowoc. Oh, good stuff. Stop out the Boondocks. Taco Tuesday, baby. More of the Bill Michaels Show next. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.